Hi everyone and welcome to Sterling's Business Success and Coffee podcast, kindly sponsored and supported by Sterling's group coaching programs and Fix This Next free online business assessment, enabling you to pinpoint what your business needs you to fix next. Business tips to help you level up and scale up. Hi everyone, I'm Simon of Sterling Coaching and welcome to this podcast episode in which I'm joined by uh, Lama Yunus and she has made my day because she lives just outside my favourite city in the world and I'm sorry if listeners are in other cities, I'm sure uh, they might be my favourites one day but I can assure you Toronto is my favourite city in the world. And you're a career coach, Lama. So tell us, tell us a little bit more about you and the, the story behind what brings you to this podcast, really. Sure. Yeah. So I, uh, well, thank you for having me. First of all, Simon, I'm so happy to be here. I, yeah, I started in HR um, right out of university. I went to the University of Toronto and um, worked in, in all sorts of HR roles. And I loved absolutely all of them. I love the, the aspect of, um, you know, being with people, chatting with people, even though I'm an introvert, surprisingly enough, but, mm-hmm. but I still love the interactions with people. And I, you know, I actually stayed with the same company for 13 years, but I did a whole bunch of different roles with them and in, in all over different places in the world. And um, yeah, when I, when I came back home to Canada in, uh, in uh, 20, when was it? 2016 now, um, I did one more role outside my, the company that I was working with. And, but then I realized, really realized from that time on that it was the corporate environment was just not suiting me anymore. I was kind of right. getting to the, the higher levels of HR where politics starts to really take in. Um, okay. And, and I just realized that's not really what I want to do. I want to go back to the core of, you know, helping people one-on-one developing themselves and, and growing and all that. And so when I left that job, I just did the self-reflection couple of months where, you know, I, I traveled all over the place. And so pre-COVID, of course, um, yeah. traveled all over and did a whole bunch of reflections. I was about as this close to starting my own baking business because I do that kind of on the side. I oh, loved really? doing all of that kind of stuff. But then I realized, you know what, I'd miss HR way too much. I would miss talking to people and I'd miss that interaction and the, the development stuff, which I'm so passionate about. So I decided to get into coaching. And so that's how I ended up uh, being a career coach. Right. Wow. And it's interesting you mentioned bacon there. You took me straight back to a moment. You know, we're talking about my, my, you know, the businesses that I've had in Canada for for a number of years. And we always used to go to Banff at Christmas. We did about 15 years on the trot every Christmas. And there's, well, I actually broke it up one year with going to Jasper instead. So it wasn't much of a difference, but there's a coffee uh, store on the main street uh, in Banff called Evelyn's. And yeah, I used to love the way they used to bake their muffins. There's something about Canadian muffins that is to die for. And Evelyn's were just absolutely incredible. One, they were huge. Yeah, they were enough to share. There's always enough to share. Uh, But yeah, you took me right back. As soon as you mentioned baking, I thought Canada baking Evelyn's. I don't know if it's still there. In the cold is is very heartwarming, I'm sure. Yeah, 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 definitely. (laughs) So it's it's interesting then you, you were on the edge of going into baking and, and HR were there any other factors that sort of influenced that at all were there were there any other things that you took into account for that 
Definitely, look, because of the amount of, again, uh, different reflections that I did, I just sat with myself for a couple of months, literally. Mm. I, mean, I, I called my mom. I was like, don't don't ask me about applying for jobs. I'm not applying for anything. I just want to <laughs> sit with myself, right? Yep. And I went to I went to really cool places. I went to, I went to Hawaii. I went to Scotland. I went to a lot of places where they were just open spaces. There's a lot of, and there is a lot of kind of, I don't know, spiritual value, I guess I'll say in those places, which I think helped to make me um, focus and move towards what really, what do I actually want to be doing that's going to align with what I believe is my, my life purpose, right? My, my, My purpose and why I'm here and why I'm doing this. So again, as much as baking is fun, um and I know a lot of people really enjoy my cakes and I still do that kind of on the side but I still wanted to be doing something that is going to be very meaningful um and that I can feel like you know I'm contributing to the world too I'm doing something that's aligned with my purpose but it's also the living I'm making a living out of this great yeah and it's it's interesting what you're saying there about reflection and we'll talk about that a little bit later on because I know that is something that people particularly in today's world, are, are at two extremes. Yeah, I think COVID uh, and the pandemic have helped some people take time to reflect. Some people have purposefully had to stay at home. Uh, you know, they've been furloughed from their employment. You know, myself, on the other hand, you know, I've worked more hours per week, more days per week, had more clients sign up than I've ever had over the last 12 months. When other people are saying, oh, I can't believe I've only allowed out for one hour of exercise a day. I was thinking, really? You've got chance for an hour of exercise a day? <laughs> how great is that? Um, so it's interesting to see how you have that reflection work for you. So we'll talk about that uh, a little bit later on. Yeah. Thinking about what we're drinking, I know you said that at the moment you, you're keeping yourself hydrated with water, but you mentioned tea. Tell me a little bit about the tea that you drink during the day. Oh, okay. So I, um, and, and my family makes fun of me about this all the time. I will only have, so Tim Hortons, you would be familiar if you come to Canada. Yep. I will only have this steep tea from Tim Hortons, which you just can't find in any of the other coffee shops. Um, I will not have this tea bag. Right. So it does. Yeah. And I'm a, again, I'm, I'm big on tea. So I, I know that I'll notice the difference in the taste between, um, different types of teas. Um, so normally before steep tea actually showed up in Tim Hortons, I was very big on Turkish tea. Um, okay. and really any tea that had that flavor that really sits in with the water, right? I know it, 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 I make it sound a lot deeper than it is, but it just yeah. is. I noticed the difference in the, in the taste. So wow. yeah, I, I can't do, I can't do tea bag, uh, tea anymore just because I, I, I want that flavor. I want that, that, uh, so that's what I do. I go to Tim Hortons every morning and, and grab my steep tea. That sounds great. And is there a particular favorite drink other than tea that you have? Anything else that sort of uh, takes you fancy sometimes to have a have a drink either during the day or perhaps socially when we're able to? That is. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's still, I think my my uh, my mocha latte is probably what I go to <laughs> second after mm. my. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and as we, were, as we were saying before the recording, that's the sort of the adult version of the hot chocolate, isn't my it? My, little, my wife's the same. Yes, I have to have the, just instead of having my regular hot chocolate, I'll have a, you know, coffee to call myself a grown up there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. So thinking about the the business um, and what you've worked on in your own business, what's been the most significant thing or what has been something 
that has been the latest thing that you've worked on or evolved or fixed in your own business? Um, the latest that I've actually added to my business, and I haven't been in business for that long, but um, I found that just like you, I've, I've worked a lot more online during COVID um, yep. because of that. So I, I think that it, it made me advance a lot quicker. Um, I'm now also doing um, kind of business, not business coaching, but coaching for businesses, right? So being able to, so basically I got certified in the DISC assessment, which is one of the well-known assessments. Mm, yeah, yeah, I use that all and, the time. Yeah, yeah. And I um, I kind of, again, infuse that with my HR background along with some of the coaching that I've been doing um, for the past year and a half for individuals, right? So, but that way I can bring it into a corporate setting and I'm, I'm combining, again, all of those things that I've been doing, my regular yeah. coaching, my HR experience, and, and bringing in my flavor of how I put both those worlds together. Um, so I'm doing that a little bit more with, uh, with, uh, with small and medium businesses. It could even be with, uh, with big companies, of course. Um, yeah, just to bring in a little bit more value, but making sure that I bring my flavor into it too, right? Yeah. Everybody that I talk to, I absolutely love making sure that um, they're only walking away when they know that what they're going to be doing for their career is meaning, meaningful for them. Um, and it's, it's, it's kind of, again, aligned with their values and it's something that isn't going to be draining them. Right. Cause yeah. there's enough, there's enough crap going on in the world that we don't need our work to also be something that drains us. Yeah. And, and it's interesting. I don't speak to many career coaches and certainly here in the UK, uh, I can only think of one that I actually know because it's not something, you know, coaching is really something that as, although it's been around for a long while in the UK, businesses are only just starting to take it up and career coaching uh, even less so. But from a point of view of people in their careers and how this pandemic has affected them, is there any trend that you've seen in the way that people are changing careers or dealing with their careers in any way that is adapting with the pandemic that we're just hopefully coming out of now? Yeah, yeah. You know what? Um, this is something that I literally was just thinking yesterday. Um, I've been getting so many calls from, uh, the, besides the fact that I already half of my clients came from my, my previous employer, um, because they're kind of realizing, okay, I do want to change my career, but I need some help. I don't know where to start. Yep. But a lot of people, even more recently, I think maybe just the more time they spend with themselves in lockdown, but also doing their work, a lot of people have been coming to say, is it even the right thing for me to do to just hop onto another employer and do more of what I'm doing now? Right. Oh, okay. And I, I've noticed that more and more, um, Simon, and I kind of went, Hmm, is that going to be a trend that starts with people who are in corporate settings, but maybe want to break free of that completely, but what are they all going to do? Right. Are we all going to be, yeah. um, you know, independent, independent coaches running around, um, you know, who are we going to coach? Is it just coaching each other or yeah. like what it actually boggled my mind for a second because I was like, what, what is it that they can actually do? Right. Um, yeah. But they do want to do something and they do want to break away from corporate. Sorry, <laughs> my nephew is playing around with me. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I, I just noticed that as a trend and I was actually kind of thinking, I, I, I want to start getting that out there and hearing what other people are seeing too. Cause all yeah. that I've had in the past two weeks were people calling me and going, I'm done with my job, but I don't really know what to do. And I just, I'm not going to go to another company. That's, that's it. I don't yeah. I just. And I, I remember seeing that, you know, I started coaching back in 2009 and you know, that was when the banking crisis happened. And 
certainly here in the UK, there was, there was this wave and influx of people who lost their jobs, uh, you know, very dreadfully, but they all then decided to become those uh, home office entrepreneurs. And most of them became website designers. And I remember going to a network meeting not long after I'd become a coach and there were 80 people in this networking group and over 25 of them were web designers and they were all saying up, oh, I do website. And they were, you know, most of them had left their jobs and just said, you know what, I'm going to do something uh, similar to what I was doing in work, but I'm going to yeah. do it for myself, but I'm going to do it my way. And uh, yeah, it, it'd be interesting to see how the markets change from yes. an employment point of view. Yeah. But you know what I see as two paths that you can take from there. You can either kind of say, I'm going to hop onto the next trend. What's going on? Like the word of mm. the world of digital marketing is growing. Do I conform myself to fit into that? Or you can go down the path of how, what is it that I have and what do I love and what value can unique value can I add to the world yeah. and, and bring up some sort of service that, that goes out of it. Right. I, I'm part of a, a networking group um simon and i was just talking to someone in in another chapter who i found fascinating what she does i don't think i've heard anybody else doing it she used to be a professional golfer and what she decided to do is start up her own company um to train other women in golfing and do kind of these networking events for them to teach them golfing in the context of how to use golfing to grow your business or to grow your relationships because men do it all the time yeah, yeah. And she's like, why aren't women doing it? Right. I mean, men are out yeah. there in the middle of the day golfing and, and networking. They're, they're considering that as part of work, but women won't <laughs> go to those because they're saying, I'm not good enough at golf, so I'm not going to do it. Right. Yeah. And she's like, well, I, but that's what I want to do. I want women to, to be doing that. And she, she created her own little company and it's super successful, wow. and, you know, bless her heart. Yeah. Um, and I found that's she didn't just hop onto the next thing right she yeah, thought what yeah. do i know what do i know how to do well and how can i add value and it's a super unique value out there yeah. it's fantastic it, it's interesting there's two quick stories first thing is you know i i don't do partnerships that well in business and my first business partner um, had the illusion that golf was good for business yeah. uh, and he played a lot of golf which is why he became my ex-business partner uh, <laughs> and it it's interesting that you know, people think that networking happens in golf, but very often I find it's just a reason to go out and escape from work and go and play on a golf course. Yeah. But uh, so golf can definitely get in the way of business sometimes. It certainly got in the way of my business. But the other thing is I had a client some years ago and she did interior design and interior fit outs. Mm -hmm. And she knew she wanted to get into uh, the construction developers, you know, people who were developing blocks of apartments and we looked at where they were and they don't go to traditional networking events, mm-hmm. but they all play golf. Mm-hmm. And this lady did not want to play golf. Mm-hmm. She absolutely. And I said, you know, we need to get you into, into the golf clubs. So what we did is we got her invited to the golfing socials. So the Valentine's okay. dinner, the Burns supper, if there was a social going off at the local golf club, where mm-hmm. her target audience were, we got her invitations to go along to the social events. Mm-hmm. And that absolutely catapulted her business forward mm-hmm. because suddenly she was in a, not a networking environment, but she was networking with these people in a social environment yeah. where there was a trust, 
relationship building, rapport building. Uh, and whether she did ever, ever learn to play golf, I don't know. I haven't spoken to her for some time. But yeah, yeah and yeah, what a great concept to to yeah. teach people how to do that. Yeah. And that's really thinking outside the box as well, isn't it? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Rather than just being the next digital marketing person, right? There's already yeah. a ton of them out there. So. And I think that goes back to what you were saying right at the beginning about taking that time for reflection. Yes. And I know the listeners will be thinking about, okay, that's okay. And I hear the phrase, I've mentioned it several times about, you know, stopping to smell the roses. I think we do need to take time. Sure, yeah. um, what could you share with the listeners that would help other people make the most of that time and most of that reflection? Anything yeah. that you learned by going through that process? Um, I've absolutely found that um, doing different things that you wouldn't normally do, right? So if you're not, let's say, if you're not a hiker, yep. go on a couple of hikes, right? Uh-huh. If you're not, if you don't normally, whatever you don't normally do, try yep. out a couple of those in, in a safe environment that you feel, you know, that you feel, you feel comfortable yeah, in. Yeah. It doesn't have to be totally uncomfortable, but doing a couple of things that you wouldn't expect to like, um, I find that it, it just, it, it kind of moves the muscles in your mind that you wouldn't normally tap into. And mm. so it ends up bringing you. So it's not, it, I'm not saying necessarily try those things because you're probably going to like them. It's just going to bring new insights and new thoughts to you um, that will tap into, again, different thoughts that you wouldn't normally think of. Um, yeah. And it just might bring on your next great idea. It might help you relax more. It might, you know, you never know what you're going to run into. Um, but you, you, you won't know that until you try things that are outside of what your norm is. Yeah. And, and that's interesting as you're saying it then, because doing something that I wouldn't normally do, what I do find is that when I do do something I normally do, I go into autopilot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. then the reflection doesn't happen, will it? It won't happen if I'm just doing what I normally do and I've yeah. gone into autopilot without really thinking about it because I'm actually turning the brain off and not engaging it. As you say, I'm not getting that thought process uh, go in there so yeah I, I love that that's a great idea yeah so the listeners need to share with us you know what, the things that they have done to help them reflect and in particular what things that have you done that you wouldn't normally do I think that's a great tip that you've you've shared there yeah. I've, I've got to ask the question um, because it's a HR question that I think a lot of people have been asking all of the homeworking and the remote working we've done is all being affected by people in the background you know was it your nephew you say that's bouncing around yeah. a little bit behind you yeah, listeners yeah. you can't see it here but uh, you're, yeah. you're keeping a very good composure with uh, your nephew bouncing around he's sitting here for the longest time too yeah yeah <laughs> so uh, there's something new happening uh, so how have you found that people found ways of coping with working at home and doing that remote working how how what kind of things have you experienced I think it's actually still very early days uh, because just now is it is that type of exhaustion and stagnation starting to show up, right? Mm. At the beginning, a lot of people were probably like, yeah, this is what I wanted in the first place. I've always yeah. wanted to work from home. And now they're kind of going, mm, maybe not so much. Um, yeah. So I, I know that a lot of people are trying to think towards what's a balance, right? I was just talking to uh, a friend in India who was saying she goes into um, you know, a hotel close by that can allow her to just take a room for a couple of hours and she'll yeah. go sit there and work for a bit, 
right? Um, so there's all different, I guess, sorts of ways, but finding, finding the little things again during the day, take a break during the day and go out for a walk, right? Yeah. Um, that's one of the, the rare things that we can do these days, actually just walking outside. Yeah, yeah. Um, but doing that intentionally because you have more control over your time, hopefully, um, you know, because why not? Why does it have to be at the end of the working day? It can just be in the middle of the day. Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. Have you, have you found issues? I've got a client, um, that seems to be wanting to monitor computer activity. So they, they're not basing performance on results. They're basing it on mm -hmm. how long you sat at your computer. When, yeah. when did you turn it on? When was the keyboard pressed? There, there seems to be for some businesses, not all, uh, but it seems to be a significant breakdown of trust with people working at home. And there's almost become this sort of big brother watching feel to yeah. it. Um, any experience of that at all? Any tips that perhaps the listeners might take from how to avoid that? Yeah, I absolutely. I've heard from so many people also things like that, where they have the, the monitors on the laptops. Um, I, I don't particularly understand how on earth they think that's effective because turning on my laptop does not absolutely mean at all that I'm marching right? No. It's just laptop is just on, but having conversations. Um, and again, it, it could be just a, a workplace, either like trust thing or a, a pattern that's developed. So it has to be a two-way trust street, right? Yeah. Um, but have opening the conversation around um, what is it that you want me to accomplish and what's the outcome that you're expecting? And then let me do that. Right. So if I, I have successfully completed everything that you've said, whether I completed in five hours or eight hours, do you do you care? Right. You shouldn't actually care I, as long as I've given you the, the outcome. Now, if that ends up making make, you know, making changes in the outcomes that are expected, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. But all you need to actually care about is I've delivered to you the outcome that you expect. Yeah. Right? And I suppose so, you know, the, the listeners here are probably going to be on both sides of the fence some of them might be employees some of them might be the entrepreneurs and I think it is about both parties as you say having that mutual trust but agreeing what those outcomes are and if you're an employee reach out to your employee and find out ask yeah be shy of saying what do you expect of me and if you are that business owner that manager then be clear you know this is what I expect and give them that uh, I think a phrase somebody used on a webinar I was on a few weeks ago, that psychological safety to mm -hmm. be able to say, yeah, I've done it in that time. And now I'm going to take some time for me. Yeah. So Yeah. Great. So thinking about your, your, your business and you mentioned there the disc profiling and I love the disc profiling, you know, out of all the ones that are out there, uh, it's the one that I always connect with the most. It's the, you know, I don't want to dumb it down by saying it's the easiest to follow, but it seems to be, I don't like the complexity of having 39 different profiles, you know, just having yeah. <laughs> the disc is so much easier. Uh, you know, it's, it's the simple builder in me, but how has it been since you've got this blend and you've worked with this profile and you've put that almost consulting of HR into the coaching of a career coach? How has it been since then? What kind of results has that given to you by, um, you know, working on that in your own business? Yeah. I think it definitely drove up um, credibility, even okay. on the side of my um, doing uh, uh, individual coaching. Yep. Um, because, I mean, my background and my work luckily also gives me that. But but for people to actually see that I had a, I had a lot of trouble when I first kicked off my business for people to actually be convinced of 
I'm going to pay money for this type of coaching. Right. Um, there was a lot of assumption around, Oh, this, you know, are you, can you just look at my resume, but I'm, you know, for free. And I'm like, but yeah, that's what I do for a living. So like, why would I do it for free? Okay. You friends to do it for free. Um, but having again, a different portfolio of, Hey, I'm also actually going to companies and I am charging them for this service that I'm offering because it does provide value. It brings another aspect of, I think, credibility to, to even back to individual coaching and vice versa, by the way, um, definitely going to companies and saying, I have individual clients who are willing to pay this helps them also, um, I don't know, come to terms with it or smile. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it, yeah. I, mean, I think it shows uh, forward thinking on both sides, doesn't it? You know, uh, yeah, yeah. So that's great. So if people want to connect with you, if people want to find out more about you, um, tell us a little bit about, you know, any content and how people connect, connect with you. Yeah. So the best place I think, and it's actually my favorite place is LinkedIn for sure. Okay. Um, I, post most of my uh most of my content on there i am very active on on instagram these days um just to give it kind of a lighter side too mm. um but linkedin is is my favorite platform just in general um but i am actually um it's a great time to connect with me because i'm about to launch a, a freebie a workbook a career workbook basically oh, okay um, so that's going to be kind of something of, of value that I just want to throw out to people there from some market research that I did recently. Um, yeah, so that, and that's going to be available on my you know, LinkedIn, Instagram, website, everything. Okay, so if I'm going to search for you on LinkedIn, how do I find you and, and have you got a website? Yes, so I, I, on LinkedIn, I am the only Lama Yunus on LinkedIn right now. Okay. Um, that I know of. <laughs> yep. So we're, um, but, so we're spelling that L A M A. L A M A is the first, first name. Yeah. And, and then Eunice. N E S is, is my last name, but yep. also my, my, my business, which is called Eunice. It's not Eunice, not my last name, but um, yeah. it's called Eunice as in the, the you. Yeah. You basically. Yep. <laughs> um, so I do have a, a Eunice uh, business page also on LinkedIn. Um, and I'm, I'm on, and my website is yunes.ca, Y-O-U-N-E-S-S.ca. Uh, yeah. and on link on Instagram, I'm career coaching by Lama is uh, where okay. you can yeah. I've got to ask a, a question then before I ask you to share that, that last sort of tip and listeners, you know, go and check out Lama on, uh, LinkedIn connect and, and the website as well. So that's great. So you've actually got the, the URL Yunus ca yeah yeah you see you think that would be taken wouldn't you You think somebody would have come up with that i i thought that too but yeah i i think actually unas.com was taken yeah. um, but i was going for .ca anyway just because of uh, you know being based in canada i was yeah. that's, that's what i was going yeah. for anyway well, well it's like it's like the podcast link you know coffee with simon you know i thought coffee with simon would have gone somebody out there yeah. must be called yeah. simon and no no there it was coffee with simon.com <laughs> is there so <laughs> Uh, if just before you 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 share that sort of um, tip, um, the career workbook, yeah, is it something that people can download? Is it something that um, yeah? Is it electronic copy? Can people get their hands on a physical copy? How how does that work? 
it's basically it's about 10 pages so it have, part of it is guide where it just gives you some kind of a basic framework of how it is that you advance your career and then yeah. a couple of pages of it is where you can actually fill it in so and, and it, uh-huh. it is a pdf format but it will be fillable you don't have to print yeah. it out you can choose to print it out um yeah but it will be available for download you would just kind of stick in your name and email and and the system will shoot sure. it off to you Amazing. Yeah. Great. Well, listeners, go and get that career workbook and uh, and take a look at it. I love things I can fill in as well. I'm very much a box filler. So if there's an empty box, I have to put something in it. I have to write something in it, check it, whatever it is. Yep. So, so if you could give the listeners one tip, one lesson that they can take away from today, and obviously we've got a wide audience that might be entrepreneurs on here, business owners, managers, leaders, uh, and even sort of uh, team members. Yeah. What would be a great tip or lesson that you'd share with people today, Lama? Mm. Okay, so many, but what I want to say is always the main one that I that I would love for people to hear all, over and over again is don't be afraid to sit down and really think about what you want rather mm. than what everything around you is telling you that you want, right? So kind of bring it in from, you know, internally from within um and uh th- there will always be a way to figure it out right a lot of people are afraid to do it because they're kind of like where, where the heck am i gonna what am i gonna do where am i gonna start what are resources yeah. there's always a way but as soon as you admit it to yourself you can have what you want what right. you really want not what everybody's telling you you should want any questions that the listeners might ask themselves to help them do that because you know um i always find it difficult when i stare at a blank sheet of paper i'm great at filling boxing so put a put a line around the sheet of paper and that's it. I'll fill it in. But if I start with a clean sheet, yeah. uh, I don't know where to start. And I think sometimes some of the listeners might think, okay, well, that's great. But sometimes asking a question of ourselves yeah. can help that process get started. Are there any questions that you think the listeners could use to, to start that? Absolutely. Ask yourself very simply, what are you happy when you're doing? It's going to be a bunch of different things. It's not just going to be, I'm happy when I'm sitting, drinking coffee. It's going to be a bunch of different things. So really like actually start with a blank piece of paper and write down what is everything that I am happy, that makes me happy while I'm doing it. That makes me not feel time when I'm doing it. Um, That makes me not drained. It actually energizes me when I do it and put every possible thing. Like I would actually tell people, I, you know, push yourself to put 20, 30 things on there. Fill as like squeeze your brain out. Um, and and just start looking at that list right when you see things in front of you it makes a lot more like it makes your the wheels in your brain move a lot faster rather than just thinking it in your mind and keeping it in your mind um write it down on a piece of paper put it in front of you have your eyes see it say it out loud and see where it goes from there it's always going to take you somewhere okay now this is going to lead to a question and i'm going to think about this as well as i ask it what are you happy doing I am happy helping people. I'm happy seeing their reactions when it actually does something that impacts their life, that really impacts it. Because you, you can see it in their eyes, you can see it on their face. Um, so whether that is through, again, my baking or through coaching them to, to reach yeah. something they didn't think they would reach before, um, it's all the same. But it's it, at the end of it, it boils down to helping someone um, be a little bit happier basically yeah. yeah so i'm going to share with the listeners two things that i thought of as you were saying that there two things that i'm happy doing the first one 
uh, a personal one, is I'm happy and happiest when I'm doing my chores outside. I love being outside. I love mowing grass, knocking posts, you know, being with my horses. We've got some sheep as well. Uh, if I'm outside and I'm doing chores, just being outside and sitting, I, I, I don't I don't like that. But being I'm happy when I'm busiest when I'm doing my chores. So I, I love that. From a business point of view, a little bit like what you said there, I'm, I'm happy when I can see other people feeling uncomfortable with change. Because mm-hmm. if they feel uncomfortable with change, then I know that they're moving forward. Mm. Because if they're stood still, they're not going to be uncomfortable. As soon as I see people squirming a little bit and feeling a little bit uncomfortable, then I know that motion is starting to happen. Okay. And I love I love creating uh, motion. You know, the word dyn- dynamite comes from the you know dynamic. Uh, you know, to to create energy and motion. So yeah, so that 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 those two things make me happy. So I think that's that's a really really good tool to help us sit and think. You know, what are we happy doing? Totally, totally. And you you hit two on the on the head right there. Yeah. Yeah. And listeners, you know, don't just do one or two. Twenty yeah. thirty. You know, get a big sheet of paper. You know, do some brainstorming, mind mapping, whatever you want to call it. Uh, brain showering, you know, get those things down on paper. And as you say, Lamming, you know, write them down and see it. Yeah. So that's a great tip. So thank you very much for sharing that. Thinking about when your next tea is going to be, mm-hmm. if you were to have that in a dream location, because at the moment, most of the world, as we record this, is in some form of lockdown and yeah. perhaps can't go where we would really like to go. If you could have that in a dream location, describe for the listeners where that dream location would be. So this is also, again, very uh, a t- timely question. I was just working with my coach uh, last week on that. Um, it would be, I know specifically where it would be. It would be um, on the balcony of an apartment uh, looking out on Lake Como in Italy. Ah, okay. Yeah, I've yeah. never been. I've had a few friends that have. Oh. Uh, and we were supposed to go to Italy last year for a wedding, and of course it got cancelled. Yeah. Then it got put to this year, and it's been cancelled again. So uh, yeah, we're, yeah, I'm sure I'll never get to Italy. Portofino is a nice place in Italy, but I've never been to Lake Como. Oh, and or Portofino, yes, yes, I did both of those and a, another tour of Italy in September 2019. As this close to uh, oh to wow, the, yeah, pandemic. So I'm glad I got that out of the way, but. That's exactly where I would love to have my next tea. Yeah, because Italy was one of the first places to start, certainly in Europe, with uh, you know the, the high level of infections. You know, they were one of the first ones to close down. So well done. You got in there and out yeah. just in time. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Great. And I've got to ask, time of day. If you're if you're on that balcony looking over Lake Como, is it midday, sunset, sunrise? Um, not quite sunrise, but very early morning. Right. Yeah. yeah, I love. I'm, I'm always intrigued just to find out what what kind of people they are. And people are normally morning people or evening people. Or I've had a yeah. couple of people that sit in the middle of the day because they don't want to make their mind up. I'm not the five a.m. type of person, but I am yeah. the probably six six thirty where it's the quietest. Yeah, yeah. sounds yeah. great. Well, thank you very much for being a great guest. Thank you for sharing some great tips and helping us think about reflection and alignment. Um, I've, I've put here, do I hop onto the next trend? I think that's important as well. So the listeners, you need to think about that. You know, are you actually doing what you want to do next or are you just hopping on that next trend? And 
yeah, what are you happy doing? That's a good way of looking at that and thinking, okay, yeah, am I happy? What am I happy doing? And get those 20 to 30 items. Thank you very much for giving your time. Uh, your nephew has been very patient. Yes, yes, he is. <laughs> uh, and uh, we, we need to give him a bit of a shout out just for the recording. So what's what's his name, by the way? Adam. Yeah, he's uh, Adam. he likes playing around with me down so here. So we, we all, all the listeners right now need to <laughs> just shout back at this recording. Hi, Adam, and uh, give him some energy and some life force uh, back through the podcast. Yeah. That's great. Oh, Thank there you. Thank you. And listeners, yeah, this is part of my mission to help people become more aware, better educated. And, you know, we've talked about what we drink in our businesses today. You know, I've got my coffee. Lama's got her tea and water as well. And, yeah, it's been great having you on. And listeners, do something with what you've heard today. You know, take some action, do that reflection and think about that list of what you're happy doing. And I really look forward to sharing some business tips and some talk about drinks and coffee on the next podcast. Bye for now.